0: Hello everyone welcome to the world with Cynthia Joseph on today's teaching we'll be looking at a topic that I've titled the great provider God is our great provider I don't know how many of you have been in situations where you just feel like there is no way out of this this need of mine I don't think it can be met or this situation that I'm in is just too much for me to handle I just need a breakthrough in my finances. I just need a breakthrough in this area of my life. You know, there are so many needs that we have and we just sometimes give up and just feel like we are the ones who provide those needs for ourselves. We are the ones who is responsible for taking care of ourselves. So when it feels like we are not getting any headway start on, you know, getting to do those things for ourselves, we just feel like giving up well today i'm bringing you a good news that god is our great provider he's our great provider throughout scriptures you see where god you know came marvelously where proved himself you know as the great provider so today we'll be looking at some few of these instances where god showed himself as the great provider today we'll be looking at matthew chapter 6 verse 25 to 33 if you have your bibles with you i encourage you to turn with me and we'll just read okay so i'm starting i'm reading from the new living translation i'm starting from verse 25 that is why i tell you not to worry about everyday life whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing look at the birds they don't plant or harvest or store food in bands for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you more valuable to him than they are can all your worries add a single moment to your life and why worry about your clothing look at the lilies of the field and how they grow they don't walk or make their clothing yet solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are verse 30 says and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. I want you to underline that word. He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? 31. So don't worry about these things, saying what will we will eat, what will we will drink, what will we will wear. 32 says these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God and above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. God will give you everything you need. That is the thought that I want you to have. You know, God will give me everything I need. God will give me everything I need. So which brings me to my first point of discussion today. God knows about your needs god is not oblivious of your needs he sees them he knows them he acknowledges them and he has promised to meet your needs you know in the verse that we just read matthew chapter 6 verse 31 to 32 it says so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat what will we drink what will we wear or how am i going to pay that tuition fee or how am i going to pay my next month's rent or maybe my rent is already due how am i going to pay it or I I, I just got out of job, how am I going to find another job to sustain myself? All of these needs, all my clothing, you see the Bible even said it, this is Jesus talking to the people when he was addressing them. God knows your needs, he sees them, he acknowledges them, he will certainly take care of it. Verse 32 says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. He, he, he already knows all your needs. That's what this uh, verse of the Bible says. All, not some. So he knows that you haven't paid your rent. He knows that you have a bill piled up that you need to pay. He knows that you, you have so many things that you need money for. He knows all your needs. Think about it. He knows that you need to buy that shoe. <laughs> he knows that you need to change your wardrobe. He knows your needs. He knows them, all of your needs. God knows them. He is aware of them and he has promised to take care of them. All we have to do is to rest, be rest assured and live in that promise that God knows my needs and so he will fulfill them. He will meet me at the point of my needs. He says these thoughts dominate the the minds of unbelievers but you your heavenly father knows that you need these things it's just like your father your earthly fathers or your earthly parents knows that you need a particular set of you know thing and they said okay don't worry i'm going to take care of it and you just keep disturbing them you know every morning you keep saying dad you said you were going to do this dad you said you're going to your father already knows so you just come home one day and you see that oh that thing you asked for is already you know there for you waiting for you god is saying God is a better parent than an earthly parent could ever be. God is saying that he knows your needs. He sees them. He already knows all, not some, all your needs. And he will meet them. God is not oblivious of your needs. He knows every one of them. No matter how small, no matter how big, no matter how minute, no matter how insignificant they are, God will miraculously meet your needs. He has seen them. And he knows them and he's working out a way to meet that need. So, you as a believer who knows his God, be rest assured that God knows your needs. He sees them. Which brings me to my next point God will miraculously meet your needs. He has done it in the time past and he is still doing it. Okay, so we're going to look at a story from the Old Testament, it's about Elijah and we're going to read it, 1st King chapter 17, verse 2 to 7. You know, Elijah said to the king in his time, he said to the king that, look, there's not going to be rain or dew for a certain amount of years. At my decree, at my word, there's not going to be rain, there's not going to be uh, dew, there is not going to be water. And of course, you know, if there's no water, there's no food because plants need water to grow. And so when Elijah gave this, god honored his word and there was no water there was no food but this is what god did first king chapter 17 verse 2 to 7 it says then the lord said to elijah go to the east and hide by kerith brook near where it enters the jordan river drink from the brook and eat what the raven brings you for i have commanded them to bring you food verse 5 says so elijah did as the lord told him and camped beside kerit brook east of the jordan the ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening and he drank from the brook like this is awesome this is just mind-blowing prophet elijah he gave a word that there is no going to be rain the rain the dew everything is going to stop at my word and god honored his word God knew that, of course, this decree that this son of mine has given is going to also affect him. So I need to sustain him. I need to keep him. I need to feed him in all of these years while, you know, this decree is on in the land. And God simply told him, go to the brook near the Jordan River. Stay there. I will command the ravens to come and give you food day and night, morning and evening. Verse 6 says, the ravens brought him bread and meat. Morning and evening. In case you don't know, the raven is a bird. Just imagine a bird coming to Elijah, giving him food morning and evening, bringing him bread morning and evening. That is just awesome. This is God going far and beyond to provide for his servant in a time of famine, in a time where there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. Okay? The, the prophet gave a word there's not going to be rain, there's not going to be water. There's not going to be due, but God honored his word. God didn't just honor his word by, you know, um, bringing what he has said to pass. He also told him to go to a certain place where he, he has provided raving birds to feed him. How miraculous is that? How awesome is that? And if you read through, you, we also see the story of the widow at Zarephath because after some time, the brook where Elijah was drinking water from dried up. Okay, so it dried up. God saw it. Let's read it. Let's start from verse 6. It says, The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. Verse 7 says, But after a while the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. After a while the brook dried up. So God saw it. God knew it. That, hey, the brook has dried up. How is this guy going to drink water. So I need to make another way for him. And somewhere else, a a widow in the land, Jerifat, was there. You know, God saw her. She was at her last, just at her very last. She didn't have enough food and she had a son. So God saw that, okay, I have someone who I know needs food, which is the widow, and I need to provide for her. You know, I need to, to provide for her because I am her God. So let's let's just read 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8 to 15. It says, The Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Underline the word, I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Verse 10 says, So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gate of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. God saw her. This lady was at her last, her very last. You know, she just wanted to make a, a meal for herself and her son with a handful of flour that she had to sustain herself and her son. And then that was, the, that was their last. I mean, last of the last. That was all they had. And God saw her. The Bible didn't tell us that she was praying. The Bible didn't tell us that she she was crying, oh God, provide for me. God, God just saw her that, hey, this woman is at her last. I need to provide for her. Telling Elijah to leave the brook, to leave where he was staying, where the ravens were feeding him, was not necessarily for Elijah. It was for this woman. It was for this widow. Because God could have miraculously, you know, the way he he sent the ravens to bring meat and bread for Elijah. He could have continued that way and also, you know, miraculously replenished the brook so that he would have water to drink. But no, God told him to stand up and go to Zerifat. There, he said, I have instructed a widow to feed you. Only for the widow to tell the prophet, to tell Elijah, I don't have food. Though. Like, I don't have meat. I don't have bread. I just have the last floor in my house that I'm going to make bread with so that I and my son can eat and this is what Elijah told to her verse 13 he says but Elijah said to her don't be afraid go ahead and do just what you've said but make a little bread for me first then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son for this is what the Lord the God of Israel says there will always be flour and olive oil left in your container until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. This is awesome. She didn't complain to say, I don't believe you. I don't even know you. You know, I have not met you before. This is like my last meal, a handful of flour. She didn't say, how am I going to divide a handful of flour? She acknowledged the word. She did as the prophet said to her, as Elijah said to her. And if you read through, you would know that she never lacked oil and bread i mean she never lacked flour and bread until you know the end of the famine verse 15 says so she did as elijah said and she and elijah and her family continued to eat for many days there was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the lord had promised through elijah in the midst of a famine in the midst of nothing god told this prophet Elijah, go. And he went there. He told her, do as you have said, prepare the floor for me first, you know, and then whatever is left, what is going to be left from a handful of floor? But she didn't complain, she obeyed. You know, how many of us, you know, are in our last and God is, you know, putting something in your heart, you know, to do for someone, to provide for someone, and you are just struggling, you are like, this is my last i can't share it i can't give it the widow her blessing her blessing of abundance of overflow in her house was tied to her obedience you know morning and evening let's just think about it morning and evening god sent ravens to feed elijah morning and evening birds to feed elijah so i mean he didn't lack food when the brook dried up, God saw it and he, he, and he also saw the widow who was at her last. So he told Elijah, go to this widow for I have instructed her to feed you. That is a widow who, who has nothing, who was at her last. Little did she know that her obedience will open an ever-flowing streams of abundance for her during a famine season. Friends, God knows where you are at. God sees you just like he saw the widow and knew that she she needed help, and it was his responsibility that's God's responsibility to provide for her. God knows that you are at your last, and it is his responsibility to provide for you. God could have replenished the brook and continued feeding Elijah with the ravens, but because he knows that the widow was at her last, he sent Elijah to her. God sees your needs, and he's aware about them, so don't Don't begin to doubt that there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. The Bible didn't tell us that this widow prayed. It didn't tell us that she she was weeping, that, oh, my life is over. God just saw her. God saw her and he had compassion on her and he had mercy on her. And he sent Elijah, you know, to her to be a blessing for her. Her obedience to feeding the prophet was the link to her streams of abundance of overflow you know sometimes god is asking us to do something to take a step to be a blessing to someone and we are just reluctant could it be that that thing that god is laying in your heart to do could be the key to your abundance to your streams of overflow could it just be that if you obey that thing that god is putting in your heart you will have an ever flowing streams Of abundance of plenty in your house God is your great provider you are not your provider you have to understand that God is the one who sustains you God is the one who provides for you God is the one who keeps you we have to keep that thought away from our minds that I'm the one that is taking care of myself no God is God is your provider God is the one who takes care of you Jesus was talking to his disciples they were having a conversation and Jesus asked them have you forgotten what I did by feeding the 4,000 and the 5,000. You know, God is asking you as well, have you forgotten what he has done for you by taking care of you in the times past? You know, have you forgotten? Let's just read it, Matthew chapter 16, verse eight to 10. It says, Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, you have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? you understand even yet don't you remember the five thousand i fed with five loaves and the basket of leftovers you picked up for the four thousand i fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up you know jesus is asking like why are you arguing about having no bread why are you complaining that you don't have food why are you complaining that you don't have something that you need or that you're not able to meet that need he's asking have you forgotten what i did in the bible i fed five thousand with you know just five loaves and the four thousand people that i fed and you had seven loaves over you know when god blesses you he doesn't just bless you for one day he blesses you to sustain you for your lifetime like the widow you know during the famine she didn't lack anything she didn't lack food because she was obedient and you know when Jesus did the five, the, did the miracles of the five thousand and four thousand, when he fed them, they had leftovers. God will not just come and touch your life small. When he, when God comes into your life, when he touches your life, it covers every area of your life. So that when he's providing your needs, he's also healing you. When he's providing your needs, he's also taking care of that, you know, situation that you've been going through for life that you thought there is no way out of it. When God comes into your life, he's a provider. He's a great provider. So when he provides for you, it covers every area of your life. Jesus is saying, in essence, that my father is a great provider. Don't you remember how I fed the multitudes? Taking care of you, you know, taking care of your every need is not a problem for me. Jesus is saying, like, taking care of your every needs, your daily needs, taking care of the things that you need. It's not a problem for me. No matter how big they are, he's saying, I am the great provider. God is our great provider. You have to let that sink in. God is our great provider. He will provide your very needs according to his riches in glory. Trust in him. Even when the situation looks like the widow at Zarephath, you know, when it looks like that, like this is my last, a handful of flour. That could be your situation right now. You're at your very last. Trust God. And whatever is laying in your heart to do, You know, tune in to God, be open to what God is asking of you to do. Just the same way he saw the widow and provided for her through her obedience. Watch how God wants you to be a blessing to others. You know, your blessings may just be tied to your obedience to this instruction or to his instruction. God knows your needs and he sees them. He's not oblivious of them. He's not unaware God sees them. God sees your needs and he is your great provider. He has promised that he will provide your every needs for you according to his riches and glory. That's what he says. Matthew that we read Matthew chapter 6 it says don't you see like the birds of the air they don't harvest, you know, they don't keep they don't keep food in barns, but yet I I take care of them. Are you not much more of more worth than they are? So God is asking you, saying to you, if I can take care of the birds, if I can dress the lilies, you know, to look so beautiful that's the flowers now, to look so beautiful, if I can take care of you know these animals in the wild, if I can provide for them, are you know much more than they are? Are you not of more value to me than they are? God is saying to you, He is your great provider. Trust in Him, trust in His ability and be open to him don't always be thinking of you 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 like what you what you want what you need what you want to have also think and pray god even in my low situation how can i be of a blessing to someone you know the widow the widow at xerifat she was a blessing to the prophet and through her obedience god blessed her she didn't say i don't have anything go away from me she didn't say that she didn't say well I don't know what you're talking about. I just told you that I have a son. You know, some persons would use that as a aastic to say, well, I have a child and you're asking me to give you the last meal that I have. What planet are you from? You know, she didn't say that. She was obedient. We need to be like how God wants us to be. We need to be like more like Christ, you know, as the scriptures encourages us to be. You know, she was thinking, well, he said I should do this thing. I should Make a meal for him. And this is the meal that I have for myself and my son. But at his word, I will do it. And she did it. And she was obedient. And God blessed her for her obedience. Friends, be open. Be open. When God is speaking to you and is asking you to do something, to be of a blessing to someone, listen to his instructions. Don't say, well, all these pastors, they have come again. She could have said that. Well, all these prophets, all these pastors, they are always looking for someone to give them money or someone to give them food her blessing was tied to her obedience even in the midst of famine where there was nothing you know everyone was in hunger she had enough to sustain her the oil never dried up and the flour never ceased god blessed her obedience look for ways that god wants you to be a blessing to someone even in your low moments even in your low moments. as i'm talking to you i'm also talking to myself i'm asking God, even in my low moments, I'm asking, where is the place or, you know, who are you putting in my heart to be of blessing to? Reveal it to me, how I can be of blessing to someone else. And the Lord will bless you for your obedience. See, the Lord blesses our labor of love. So when God sees, you know, sees your heart and say, ah, this person has so little and yet he or she is doing, you know, a lot to help the people around her. God will bless you for it. I just want you to take this with you, that God sees your needs and he sees you. He knows you by name. He sees your needs and he knows you. He will bless you and he will provide for you. And he is your great provider. Let that sink in. God is my great provider. May the Lord bless his word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Also, I want to quickly say this. Uh, You can also um, listen to me on YouTube. I'm on YouTube and um, to search for me, just type Cynthia Joseph, not the word with Cynthia Joseph, just Cynthia Joseph. That is my name only Cynthia Joseph on YouTube and you will find me there. And I also do more of God's teaching there and you can see me, you know, see my face and know the face behind this voice. Thank you so much for listening and see you on my next one. Bye guys.